Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Lawyers Made Us Change the name of this podcast so we wouldn't get so sued. So we wouldn't get sued. Yeah. Um, <laughs> today we are discussing the infamous, infamous uh, Mr. Lovely. Brian Starr. Brian Starr. <laughs> yeah, as you guys might know, or me, you don't know, he was like a huge part of the Warp Tour scene. Yeah, he was just, he he just, he, we'll get into who he was. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, um, it's a, this is going to be a fun episode. I So, me and Shay actually kept our notes separate so that we could surprise each other with our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to listen to. We could just start off by like, how's your day going? How, how have you been since we last recorded? You got a puppy? Yeah, I got a puppy. It's been brutal. I, I, I don't get to sleep in anymore. I just have to watch the puppy all the time. I mean, it's I like guess it's having a baby. Yeah, it's exactly like having a baby. But he grows fast, so he's slowly gaining some independence. But yeah. it's been brutal. Is the independence working? Is it helpful? It just makes it worse sometimes. I think it makes it worse because he just goes off on his own. And when I look for him, he's like biting Buying some shoes, shoes, papers. He loves paper. It's it's been brutal. But um, I mean, I woke up with the puppy at like what six because he won't sleep in, and I've been up since then. I mean, I'm used to waking up early, right? But it's different when you have a puppy because you have to be in like have to be up early. Yeah, like yeah. But it's been good. He's like playing downstairs right now, so it's good. How have you been? I've been okay. Um, I haven't been doing much, but I did want to mention that yesterday I had the funniest conversation with my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say where I work because I will get fired. <laughs> but before he started working at our company, mm-hmm. he used to work Warp Tour, and he used to drive a van, and he used to, he used to try, drive a van, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he used to just like drive around and sell merch and shit so he worked for bands in general he didn't work for like a specific band right and he was just like saying like yeah they were all freaks and they were all <laughs> not surprised and it was so funny because like i was like oh i have a podcast where i talk about tumblr and he was like i like he started being like tumblr's terrible but have you have you heard about is anyone up and i was like we're doing it <laughs> So it was it was fun um so it's kind of cool because i meet like the most unexpected people that worked mm-hmm. on warp tour and they all say the same shit <laughs> like <laughs> all, i was like warp tour is kind of gross like if you think about it um yeah like who's gonna be into a man who's living in a van singing about his high school crush <laughs> um, um. <laughs> babes like once a week like who's mm-hmm. like what what a woman over 18 who like has her life in order want to fuck this man exactly probably not but like there's this weird power imbalance when they're like this 14 year old kid because like they're not thinking about it that way they're just like oh wow my idol he's so hot i have a picture of him on my on my wall and like bro he looks like he smells bad <laughs> he looks like he smells bad also been watching shows together yes um so we watched the gay ultimatum 
<laughs> it was great. Uh, I don't know, spoilers, you could skip for the next, like, a minute or so, but it was wild. Um, I hate white gays. Same. I hate white gays more. <laughs> um, it was just a lot. Like, I feel like none of these couples should have been together from the beginning. Like, I don't think any of these couples were, like, worth being together. I don't think they should have, like, none of them in any combination should have, like, met each other. You know? Yeah, especially, like, um, when it comes to Tiff and Mildred and um, the <laughs> other the other couple, um, the rich the rich girl, um, Sander, and Sander's partner. Like, it was Sander so toxic. And, um, Vanessa, Victoria, yeah, Vanessa? Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah, it, like... <laughs> The entire was so tough. Yeah, it was really bad. But I think, like, I don't know, like, towards the end of the season, I started, like, feeling bad for Vanessa. I don't know. I don't know why, but I kind of, like, kind of understood where she was coming from. Like, I probably wouldn't be friends with the bitch because, like, ill. But I think that, like, I could kind of see, like, she was just, like, very uncomfortable and was trying to, like, cover it up with humor, but none of her jokes landed. But, like, I, my app, I can never be on that show. I, I think I would actually have to be, like, locked up. I'd be in the emergency room. Like, if the person I was with for four years fucking looked at someone else and was like, I've never felt this way about anyone. You met them a month, you met them a week ago, bitch. Like, I will kill you. I will yeah. kill you on national TV. <laughs> like, this, you cannot embarrass me like that. You met my, my family. But also, I'm not giving anyone ultimatum. Like, I have too much pride for that. Same. I'd probably just leave, to be honest. I'd just leave in the middle of the I'd night. I'd probably wait, if I don't ask. If I <laughs> wasn't that much, yeah, I'd you probably would. wait. You would <laughs> wait. I don't know. It I think I'd, like, like, I'd You'll figure leave. it out. I love you. Huh? I w- yeah, I would, just, I would just leave, definitely. What's like, the cutoff for you? Like, if, um, if you're with somebody and they don't want to marry you, like, what's the cutoff? <sighs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm a Scorpio, right? <laughs> so marriage isn't that big of a deal for me. Like, What's that I, have to do with <laughs> being a Scorpio? Like, I feel like, okay, if I'm dating someone, I would want them to propose maybe, like, at least eight years in. Because then I'll be, I'd be sure. Time. I know. I'd be sure. They're, they're not going to, like, betray me or anything, right? Or embarrass me. So I feel like it's eight so- years... I think it's so funny because Scorpios will say shit like this, but then like they'll be like, "I'm so done with this person," and then like, <laughs> two days later they're like over it. <laughs> but they'll like hold that resentment, but they'll still love you. It's so funny. But what about you? I'd say like I'd say like maybe four years. Okay, then we that's gotta good. start thinking about where we're going with this because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. four that's years good. is a long time. That's high school. That's an undergrad degree. Like. That's that's a really long time. Yeah, you're right. That's, and that's at some good. point, you gotta say like, okay, are we getting married? Are we having kids? Are we living together? Like, especially at our age, like, thirty is in five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have kids at forty. I do want to have kids eventually. So like, I would want to have those conversations like within that time period because like, I don't. I would want to marry someone who also wants to have kids because like. There's so many it, like situations where like one person wants to have a kid and the other one doesn't, and then there's like resentment or they come at like yep. a standstill because like 
they're like they can't agree on it and I think that's Mm -hmm. such a big thing like finances are big Mm -hmm. like I would I would have to like be with you for a long time before I even like think about having kids with you either people should be popping babies out like it's kind of crazy I agree it's it's extremely irresponsible Um, I I feel like the the kids discussion should be had like maybe like a couple of months into the dating period right yeah like six months in I'd say because that's if you're, not, if you're not on the same page, that's an extreme incompatibility, and the relationship is over. There are certain yeah. things, like I think kids, maybe even re- religion as well, things like politics that can be, yeah, can be a huge deal breaker, and it should be discussed early on. Yeah, but I think also, like, with my last relationship, we definitely did not agree on politics because I'm very, very, very left wing, mm-hmm. and he was more moderate. Mm. and he like fucked with cops and he like had like an excuse for everything like there was like videos where like kids were getting like shot by the police and he was mm-hmm. like well that's protocol and oh I was, like, my god you're a fucking idiot i i will i will kill you Disgusting. So, <laughs> yeah it was really bad so long story short the issue was that i would say things like that and be like you can't say shit like this you're crazy and he'd like backtrack and be like like I didn't really mean it like that I must have just understood and he was trying to manipulate me into Uh, thinking that he didn't mean it like that and that we actually agree and it was like really bad so like sometimes people do that shit where they're like oh like you kind of misunderstood me we're actually talking about the same thing we're saying Mm -hmm. the same thing really and you're not so I think Mm -hmm. that can also like be an issue in relationships where like you guys will obviously not agree but somebody will be in denial about it because they don't want to up so yeah anyway ultimatum was crazy um i don't i think like the other girls broke up too like the big titty bitch and ray like oh oh yeah they did what was her name lexi lexi yeah they broke up but lexi was crazy she was like really really uh, like obsessive so it was weird um other than that you want to get into the icebreaker yeah okay okay so for the icebreaker i have two questions the first one is, if you were, like, a journalist or you were for, like, a magazine, um, what what band would you like to interview? Hmm. That's a good question. What band would I like to interview? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, what the fuck's or, going or on? Or maybe... It, Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, like, what kind of interview would it be? Like, anything I could ask? and like you know uh yeah anything does it have to be man or could it be like the artist because if it was an artist i would want to interview the weekend because he never does interviews yeah he never does the abel never does interviews like ever i think there's Mm -hmm. one interview i've seen with him and that was from like 2015 Mm -hmm. so i would want to like have an on-screen like video interview with him Mm -hmm. i'd be something that would be cool and i'd be like all over that and ask him everything if i knew that nothing was off limits i'd ask him anything um yeah but like for a band i like i said i'd probably interview band members who like bands that like never do interviews so probably on um, issues like mm-hmm. what's left of them i would want to <laughs> interview them and get like the tea and i'm i know right. they give it to me too i know if i ask them like yo what the fuck is going on they'd be like oh you want to know <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. What about you? Honestly, I, um, probably Paramore. 
No reason. Okay. Just, just Paramore. Just Paramore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was the other question. Oh, and the other question is, uh, if you were a porn star, what would your porn star name be? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, it's like the first name of your, like the name of your first pet in the first street you lived on. Right? Yeah, th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it so. would, mine would be like Simba Hill or <laughs> Simba Hill. <laughs> yeah, I had a cat named Simba, and I lived on Hill Avenue. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really bad at, like, getting nicknames for myself. I never had a nickname growing up. I was just always kind of, like, I would always, like, um, yeah, I never had a, I never really had a nickname. I still don't have, like, a nickname for, like, my pole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> like, it might just be my government. This <laughs> 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 my whole government. Um, what about you? What's your, what's your stage name going to be? Um... Okay, see, I totally forgot that it was, like, the name of your first pet, plus the street, right, or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be, but that's, like, so, the typical form. So, I was thinking, like, I was thinking about this all morning, and I think it would be, like, <laughs> I think it would be, like, like, maybe something with, like, flamingo and, like, color. I don't know. I feel like flamingo yeah. would fit me, because I have long legs, right? <laughs> like, I maybe, guess. maybe flamingo, like river or something i don't know flamingo river <laughs> we need to get you management team <laughs> <laughs> all right so um do you have anything else to say or do you want to get into this Brian let's get into Star it I'm, I'm, let's get into okay. it i've been actually stalling because i do not want to talk about this man <laughs> come on it'll be fun it's gonna be fun we'll get it we'll get we'll get it together um um so brian stars um he was basically this guy who like wore this like really ugly blue air apostle shirt mm-hmm. or hoodie and he was just like really awkward. It's like skinny, like really white, blonde-haired guy. And then he'd like interview these bands and just ask them the most like outlandish, like crazy shit. And you could tell it was like pandered towards like teenagers mm-hmm. or kids because like they wouldn't really ask them anything like important. So like, I think like one of my first notes is saying like social media basically eradicated interviews right because artists can like portray themselves on like instagram or twitter or whatever like when those things started like really popping off and like influencer culture and shit happened like artists can show you who they are through like the pictures or like their stories like some some artists want to be more mysterious mm-hmm. and they'll like post once in a while and they don't really care about social media or actually, I want to interview Alex Turner, but I feel like he'd put me to sleep. <laughs> that man would put me to sleep. I'd be so bored. <laughs> Anyways, um, I feel like with social media, like people can kind of portray who they are. They can promote their own music. Mm-hmm. They can do all these things that like made inter- that made interviewers like it. Basically, gave interviewers a job. Like we're gonna promote this person. We're gonna see what mm-hmm. their personality is like. And now that we have social media and these, like, big things, these, like, we don't really need interviews anymore. Yeah, they'd be kind of obsolete. 
yeah they become kind of obsolete same thing with like paparazzi like oh yeah they used to be charging like ten thousand dollars for a photo of, of somebody that they probably didn't post themselves like mm-hmm. um so it's kind of interesting like when you think about it um so i was watching it and i think i watched like maybe five or six interviews and i think Damn. that's enough um because they were just very unbearable and awkward and cringy like the, yeah the editing was so bad oh god the editing the editing the was so uh... bad and like i i said in my notes like what did i say i said terrible video lighting um and audio and i know it was 11 years ago but god damn before sponsorships, obviously, because he couldn't get new equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I wrote in my notes verbatim. God, that, that wired mic. Yeah, uh, like, uh, Jesus Christ. Like, no, like, the mic was, like, from fucking, like, Boogie Superstar. Like, one of those, like, <laughs> Nintendo Wii pipes. It was so bad. Like, it sounded so bad. And it was, like, okay, I get it. It was, like, a long time ago. But, like, mm-hmm. he couldn't, like, try. Um, right. But um, my other question, like before I was, while I was watching these interviews was like, did he pay them to interview or did he just show up and ask them? Because like, do you, do you have to pay this person to like sit down with you for an hour? Because I would charge you. <laughs> the thing is, right, I would too, but I don't think so. Like based on what I've read, mm-hmm. the bands would just have like a little, like a, an interview, like window like every hour or something an hour a yeah. day they would just be interviewed because it's like free publicity right yeah so that yeah, was the basically. point but um i think the the thing too is like the artists looked like they don't want to be there god right all of them <laughs> oh my god they look like they don't want to be there like all like... of these artists they looked like they basically looked like they were being nice yeah. you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you know when you're having or conversation with someone and you don't want to like cut them off and you don't want to like tell them to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up but like it's mm-hmm. kind of like god damn they're gonna shut up oh mm-hmm. my god like it's kind of like you could see those like kind of wheels turning like they're they're trying to be like fun and lively but you could tell like they do not want to be with this kid you see yeah. in one of the videos that i watched this youtuber basically described it as the band's having a, a time to like wind down and be themselves because you know basically mm-hmm. another interview so would you be asked like the same three questions over and over again but with brian it was different but i didn't see it that way because every time i would look up an interview the band members of the like they were being held hostage <laughs> yes little white did. kid like bro yes. <laughs> He probably had, like, something in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing, too, was just, like, it wasn't, like, it was, like, a wind-down question. It wasn't, like, one of those, like, you know, getting-to-know-you questions. It was just always inappropriate. Like, yeah. Like, like what, what's your porn star name? Like, what's your favorite sex position? Yeah. Like, shit like that, where it's, like, I don't know you. <laughs> you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't know you like you you interview people and that's cool or whatever but like I'm uncomfortable and I don't like that and it was like 
I also said that they were like most artists were like patient and nice about it mm-hmm. because like like you said free press and they don't want to like if they piss Brian Stars off they're pissing off the audience because Brian Stars is like pandering to to this audience mm-hmm. and I noticed that it was just like unnecessarily vulgar you know mm-hmm. like it was unnecessarily vulgar like you know like you can like make a couple like innuendos here and there but like as I've gotten older I'm just like like why why were why were they talking about dicks right and sex and porn so much like what you like with your friends you're gonna have those conversations like once in a while when they talk about stupid shit but like that's not that cannot be the base of your conversations that's so weird i get it's like 20 men in a bus or a van <laughs> like together like that's all they can think about mm-hmm. like i said it's kind of like jail yeah oh god yeah it is it's kind of like jail you know so i can kind of understand it but at the same time i'm like what the fuck and you know it's targeted towards kids because they're not Mm -hmm. asking any like genuine questions like they don't have to ask like you know what the like what your album's about what are you trying to portray through your music but you can say like hey like what do you like to do in your free time like do you have any cool hobbies like mm-hmm. shit like that that would have been cool to like get to know that person you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like it was just like constant questions about like things that didn't matter in my opinion and like as an older person like i'm about like their age now mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit older than they were and it's just like they're kind of like oh what disney princess would you fuck it's like why do you care (laughs) like what kind of question is that but like it's like that's what teenagers are gonna eat up and i think that's what it was like you can't like if you piss off brian sergeant you're like i'm not like i'm i'm not answering that fucking question right Oh, that when they asked about fan fictions, he would like ask them about fan fictions and shit. Like, uh, I needed, I needed to watch that shit in like multiple sittings. Like, I was gonna do one of those. I watched every Brian Stars interview, so you didn't <laughs> have to. But like, I literally, I think I got through like maybe six. I couldn't do it. But I had to, I had to space them out. They were really bad. They were so unbearable. And I was like, I used to watch this shit. I used to watch this mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why. And like people on Tumblr would like cut it and make gifts about it. About yeah. it. Just, like I, I don't understand how I found this like entertaining. Same shit about like Shane Dawson. Like when I was watching Dawson, and I used to find him entertaining. And now I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I don't know if it just aged badly or if I was just twelve or fourteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like whatever. So the what what I think was like the biggest. Scanning scandal scandal of Brian Stars was the Christopher Drew interview. God, I love that one. The Chris Drew interview was like basically the it was it was like drama getting of like mm-hmm. 20, 2012, 2011. That's when like it was like and it was like a lot, you know. So I watched both of them, and it was like I said, it was insufferable. <laughs> so bad because they're so long and it was just so like oh uh, uh cringe 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 mm-hmm. so um basically the fr- the first interview that they did was in 2010 and it had this huge success like it blew right. it blew up brian stars blew off um christopher jew and never shot never 
And in in that video, um, it was just very like it was he was just very positive and very happy and like this happy go lucky kind of guy. And that was like his thing, you know? That was his thing. He was just like this like hippie, like peace and love. Mm-hmm. He smoked a lot of weed and a lot of cigarettes and like, you know, did a lot of drugs. He didn't wear shoes. Didn't wear shoes. And apparently he had multiple venereal diseases, multiple mm-hmm. STIs. Mm-hmm. According to the band horse, allegedly, 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 well, it's proof that he didn't wear shoes. But allegedly, they said he was a walking STD. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> this guy is an STD. Um, but yeah, um, in that first interview, um, Brian Sturtz was gifted these cheap sunglasses, and then. He brought them to the next interview, like two years later, mm-hmm. and um, basically on May twenty sixth, twenty twelve, there was a forty five minute long video full of bullshit and a little bit of tea. He drove three hours to go do this Christopher Drew um, interview, and he came with two friends, and they slept in a hotel. So. Basically, one of his friends was like, um, was like this huge like fan of Christopher Drew. Like he idolized him, and you know it was this mm-hmm. whole thing. So basically, they drove four hours. Then they woke up from the hotel, and then they drove more, four more hours. And it was just like his friend was like obsessing over him this whole time, like mm-hmm. super excited, like. I can't wait. I can't believe I get to see this guy. And in parentheses, I put good standards, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got so also there was a guy from New York Times who was gonna be yeah. there. And I don't fucking know why New York Times cared about this. Right? <laughs> because New York Times is funny. <laughs> New York Times is so funny because like people are dying, you know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. 20, 2010, 2012, like you know, you don't want to talk about, like, the world ending, the recession, like, you know, things like that. <laughs> but I guess not. Um, I have this, like, stupid, like, conspiracy theory in my head that the world actually did end in 2012 and we're all just in hell. Wait, wasn't, um, wasn't Coney in 2012 as well? Yes, that was Coney. So, right, what was, like, the headline? Why are we wearing the Brian stars? And Christopher Drew mm-hmm. Engel. Never shout, never. So, basically, um, he gets with um, um, he gets with the never shout, never guys. They sit in this room with this terrible lighting in this venue on this big red couch, and it was just terrible. Like the lighting was so bad. Like lighting was bad. The like audio was bad. Like the actual video quality was so bad and like I said it was like 10 years ago 11 years ago but like god damn like fuck that was bad like you spent all that money on gas but you can't afford a good camera wait get a better camera jesus christ get some lighting you can fit like a couple like lighting pictures in in the van you were driving like jesus but i'm pretty sure like these like he wasn't getting paid for this because this is before sponsorship yeah. and shit. Like he was just doing that shit to do it. I, I, and like he's pretty much unemployed too. I guess like mm-hmm. where is he getting this money from? 
Anyways, um, as soon as he sat down, Chris was like talking about how Brian spread a rumor that Never Shop Never broke up and immediately asked their and he was just like, I don't think that's cool, man. Like, that never happened. Because apparently, he also used to do Brian Starr's news mm-hmm. on the side, which I totally forgot about. Same. So, he used to do Brian Starr's news, and I guess, like, one of his, like, tabloid headlines or something was, like, never shall, never breaking up, question mark. And he did, like, a whole video about it. But Chris was like, that shit never happened, and I don't understand why you would start a rumor about us. And I don't think that's cool because we didn't break up. And Brian was like, oh, yeah, sorry about that, man. That was just what people were saying. So I talked about it. And then immediately after that, he fucking brings up. He, guess what question he asks after that? The porn star question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> immediately after that. And you can tell he's pissed the fuck off because, like, what? <laughs> and... After that, he's like, can I get a serious question? Like, and then he went through questions. Like, he had, he had like, these papers that he had, like, printed out with questions on them. He's, like, mm-hmm. shuffling through them. And he picked, and then they kind of, like, took the papers and, like, picked out ones that they wanted or, mm-hmm. like, were looking at it and being like, what the fuck is this? And to be fair, um... He seemed, like, high and drunk in the first interview. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed like he was, like, on streams or something. And he was so happy and, like, elated and shit. Mm-hmm. And then he was, he probably, like, in the next two years, he probably just got more serious, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, um, so, I I think, like, it's weird because back then... I didn't think that Chris Drew was in the wrong. And I was, like, one of the few. I was one of the few. I was, like, Same. honestly, like, Eve, you're, you're telling us, you're getting on, on camera and you're telling everybody my fucking band broke up and we didn't fucking break up. And mm-hmm. I confront you about it and then you fucking talk about, like, all this shit, you know? And mm-hmm. basically he cuts this fucking interview short after, like, maybe 10 minutes because Brian keeps, like, going back these fucking stupid questions and they're like they've already said that <clears throat> they don't want any dumb questions <laughs> and he's just mm-hmm. like can't he's not picking up on the social cues like I don't understand what's wrong with the guy so basically I think that like I get it and he tr- I kind of understand the other side of it too because when whenever you see Brian Starr's interviews, like he doesn't ask fucking serious questions. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted someone to ask you serious questions, why would you agree to like interviewing with him? Right. You know? Yeah, I agree. And he tried. I Brian tried really hard, and he tried too hard to be cool. But if anyone bullied him, they knew that he had a young fan base, and they, these bands also had a young fan base. So like if if Brian Starr's fan base hated him and said he was bullying, immediately your band gets bad press, too. And everybody's gonna, like, jump on the bandwagon. Like, I think after that, like, was it, like, a thong in reverse or, like, Attila or, like, one of those bands, like, called him out? 
And I'm like, why is this your, how is this any of your business? Is this some of your business? Like, if I was, if I was in a band, I would be so, like, quiet. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say shit. And I think, like, maybe, like, if I was in a band back then, I, I would have been so quiet. I wouldn't have said shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have just made, like, a podcast, like, ripping everybody to shreds. <laughs> I would have ate everybody the fuck up. Like, me and my bandmate, we'd sit next to each other and be like, oh, remember this? This is what actually yeah. happened. But anyways, um, it was just kind of, like, harsh on Brian because it's just, like, that's what he usually does. And if you didn't want that type of interview, don't get interviewed by him. So basically, during this interview, too, he starts talking about how he's, like, on this spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. been ta- he has, like, a spiritual spirit animal. And he's been talking to a shaman. Oh. And, and it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, I get it. You did ayahuasca. <laughs> we, we get it. Ayahuasca scares the fuck out of me. Side note. Like, that's scary shit. And I don't think I can... I don't do psychedelics because there's too much shit going on in my head, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think I could do ayahuasca. Like, it's crazy. Look it up. Like, that's a story for another time. But I think I think Chris definitely did ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. So I agree. He basically told Brian that he was making a mockery of the bands that he interviewed, and that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> I think he told him that he wanted the interview to be more about the art and then cut the interview short. And then right after that, Brian recorded himself crying from embarrassment. It was kind of funny. (laughs) It was a little funny. And then it's just kind of like, these band guys are all living in a box. They take no showers. They have no education. They're fucking teenagers. And they're doing drugs. And we're going to make a mockery out of them. Like, they're they're Mm -hmm. who we're taking seriously. Like, these are the people that we have to be like, all hail these bands. We must take you seriously. (laughs) To you be the glory. Like, (laughs) no. The fuck? Like, no, nigga. Like, these people are fucking, like, all of you guys are on the same place. Like, all of you guys are on the same, like, fucking platform like you guys mm-hmm. nobody's above the other one like y'all are all down there y'all are all above the barrel like all of y'all are like this so he basically is like crying from embarrassment and saying like you know oh I also um forgot I left a part out in the first interview um Christopher Drew like gifted Brian these like cheap sunglasses and he brought right. them to the interview oh, and God. gave them to his friend Nate who was a mm-hmm. big fan and during the interview he was like I still have the sunglasses you gave me <laughs> and it was so fucking weird like two years later you have these like cheap ass like five dollar sunglasses from <laughs> the dollar store like be real anyways um, he was like, I drove seven hours, and he knew he was driving seven hours, and then oh, the guy from New York Times was here, and then he knew he was gonna be here, and he embarrassed me, and then my friend, he, he you know, he, like, really idolized you, and he, like, really hurt everybody's feelings, you're so inconsiderate, dude, like, and at least, like, sobbing, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, 
I don't care how hurt I am. I'm never putting a picture or video on, on like of me mm-hmm. on on social media or anywhere of me crying. Same. Like I will never be down that bad. <laughs> like I have friends that I've been friends with for like ten plus years, and they probably mm-hmm. see me cry like three times. Like go cry at home. Right. Go cry in your bed. <laughs> Do not cry on social media to like millions of people. But basically. Um, they had another video in like 2015. So this interview was in May of 2012. Mm-hmm. So this they didn't have another video for three years, and the next video was 2015, and they basically squashed their drama. Oh. It was only mm-hmm. like 10 minutes long that interview, <laughs> and Chris basically said like, you know, it was a stressful time for me, and. He had, like, a really stressful day. There was a lot of stress and pressure on him that day. And it was just, like, stress and pressure for what? You're paying, You're playing at, like, the fucking house of blues <laughs> to, like, maybe 200 people. Like, there's no, like, there's nothing going on. <laughs> like, hey, you don't know anyway. what, what his spirit animal told him, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's all, he had, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The fucking burr he is or the phoenix <laughs> he's supposed to be. And it's very intimidated by all these people. Phoenix Chris is like very, very. <laughs> but I honestly, he was saying like he took some drugs that made him like really angry. Right. And he apologized for taking it out on Brian. And Brian apologized for editing the video to make him look bad. And he said like it helped him to take interviews more seriously and be more prepared. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. But yeah, that's like an introduction to like the type of interviews Brian would do Mm -hmm. and also like the big scandal. So that was my. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns before you start your half. Okay, I know you didn't mention it, but um, when um, what's his name? When Ronnie Racky got out of prison. Brian, <laughs> Brian was one of the first people to interview him, right? When he got like straight out of prison, like out. And those interviews, oh, I so forgot interesting. that. I like, forgot about. Honestly, they're one of the best. In my Falling opinion, in they're reverse? one of the best. Yeah, with Ronnie, just Ronnie when he's when he just. Oh, I was like, those. they're like. I thought you meant like one of the best bands. I, no, like, no, the interviews, <laughs> the interviews, God. But one of the girls I worked with at Vans was like a huge following over her stand. Mm-hmm. Like, well, are you like, is there something wrong with your hearing? <laughs> like, are you <laughs> like, do you do you need to clean your ears? Like, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, talk about Ronnie Radke because that's a whole. Remember when he threw a microphone stand at a at a yes. <laughs> And I was like, honestly, she could have moved. <laughs> You saw, you, you see that it's heavy. So you see mm-hmm, that shit coming mm-hmm. for about 30 seconds. I would have been like ducking. Maybe it's because I am from New York and I see things flying. I see, I see shit coming out. I hear loud sounds. I put my head down. You got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But that shit was crazy. They were literally physically, sexually, mentally abusing these, these teenage girls. And Oh, during the, sorry to put a pin in this, but during, I totally forgot, I saw Pierce the fucking veil. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was part of what was happening. I really, I was like, I wanted to mention something else. That's what I wanted to mention. I saw Pierce the fucking veil um, last week, and it was so great. I was so happy I got to see them. Like, it, it really, like, 
mended the child in me. And what was like the best part about it was that I want to say like 70% of the crowd was people of color. Nice. Like it was like, it was like Hispanics. It was Mm -hmm. black people mostly. And there was like a little bit of white people. But I just remember growing up, it was just like this music was like white people. Yeah, same. And I don't think it was. I think we were just too embarrassed to admit it to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that whole crowd like wrapped around, it was all like black and Hispanic people. Mm -hmm. And it was, it just like made me realize that like, oh, like our parents just didn't let us go to shit. Yeah. Like our parents did not want us going to this concert where these where these where there's a fucking mosh pit where we could be stampeded Mm -hmm. where like all these things could happen one of the guys could take us backstage (laughs) like you never know what could fucking happen to your kid and i think that's the thing with like black and hispanic parents they're so overprotective yeah they're like no and like i think we all have fucking strict parents and that's why that shit never Mm -hmm. happened Mm-hmm. so i think Which, like you the, know i'm kind of grateful for to be honest yeah me too me too me fucking too <laughs> like at, like back then you don't really understand it and I, I know like they're always like you'll understand this when you're older but that was one thing i wanted to mention like our parents were like really protected us from the scene like, yeah you know like it was kind of crazy being like the only black person because you're just like, oh, like I don't fit in. It's all these white kids, but it's like, no, these black kids are there too. They're just like, our parents just don't let them go to mm-hmm. the shit. Like, your black ass mom is listening to you hear these men screaming <laughs> in their ear, and she's seeing the posters on your wall, and she's like, man, this guy looks nasty. Mm-hmm. Like he looks, he looks like he don't bathe. <laughs> And these clothes are definitely rented to him. He did not get to take these clothes home after the photo shoot. And they definitely dry cleaned them afterwards. (laughs) So it's just like, you know, I think our parents kind of realized that without telling us. And they were like, honestly, if this band's still together in 10 years, she could go fucking see them. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. And that's basically what happened. So I was really happy I got to see them. And it like, kind of like, you know, made the child in me very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I made the child, I made me, like, it made baby very happy. And it was just so fun because everybody was super funny. Like, it was, it was just great. I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Anyway, sorry, but I just had to mention that. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Ronnie Radke. <laughs> go on. See, I didn't go back and watch the interview because I couldn't bring myself to do it. If I knew it, I wouldn't be able to get through it. Like, I just knew. But You should have told me to watch it, you know? I yeah, I should have. I should have. I totally forgot about that shit. But, I mean, from, from what I remember, they were just, uh, they were interesting. Fun, maybe. But I don't know how. <laughs> if I watched it now, I don't think they would be fun at all. But that's, yeah. that's, that's, um, that's just yeah. what I wanted to say about that. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so after Brian did those little interviews, he eventually wanted to, like, move out from being an interviewer and become the person who gets interviewed. And that's where my <laughs> digital escape comes in. So, um... You can't okay. see this right now, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I'm shaking my head right now so hard. Okay, so, um... I didn't know about my digital escape until a friend back in high school told me about it. Because I just stopped watching Brian. I couldn't stand him after some point. I just grew out of him. 
right? I think it was the Chris Drew interview that made me yeah. hate him. <laughs> I was like, this guy's annoying. I see where he's coming from. I think I just got tired of the same questions being asked over and over again. I don't know what it was, but something just... We saw, just... like, the pain in their eyes. We yeah. Them. <laughs> we were sympathetic. Um, so, Magical Escape is basically Brian and a couple of, like, little kids. Uh, not all of them are little kids, right? They were, like, our age, so yeah. Yeah, like, 15, 16-year-olds <laughs> and some 20-year-olds. Um, so, I didn't know anything about them. I said that already. And after yeah. some research, here's what I found out. Um, the first oh, video God. on the My Digital Escape channel is called Welcome to My Digital Escape. And it's basically, like, a little introduction video of all the members. And um, mm-hmm. in this video, the song Super Love by Shane Dawson is playing in the background. As Can you play it for us? <laughs> would you like to show the class Shay uh, no I would not like to show the class actually And it's like little, like short compilation, like a little short compilation of clips of the members. And here are the original members of My Digital Escape. There's Alex Ramos, Brian Stars, Alex Dorami, Dorame, Austin Jones, oh, Kyle David Hall, Jordan Suido, I think, and Johnny Gilbert. Okay, so Ew. we all know who who Austin Jones is, right? And Johnny Gilbert. And Johnny Gilbert. So, uh, we'll we'll get to Austin Jones later, but we'll start with Johnny Gilbert. So, mm. the idea for My Digital Escape started with Johnny and Brian. When um, Johnny was young, he, like, basically idolized Brian. <laughs> and um... Again, lovely standards, high standards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, from what I can recall, uh, Johnny and Brian met when Brian was, like, touring, I guess he had, like, a little Brian Stars tour, and they met, and they became friends. Mind you, Brian was, like, 20, and Johnny's, like, 14, 15. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny became Brian's merch guy for his second tour, and after that, he started living with Brian. Johnny was 15 at the time, living with Brian in his apartment that we see in the My Little Skate videos. Um, Where were his parents? Okay, so here's the thing. Johnny's mom knew about it, she just let him do it because it would like make him popular. It's what he wanted to do, so she just let him pursue his dream. Um, when it comes See, to Brian, our, parent, our parents would never let us do that. Right, shit. this is like white people stuff, right? That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure, they, for sure. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, so according to Johnny, Brian never told anyone that Johnny was living with him. Like, not even like his um, friends. Like, people would come over, he wouldn't tell them anything. He wouldn't tell them that just Johnny hide was... him in the closet, like R. Kelly, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically um okay so they started making like little videos together and it, it was obvious that brian was exploiting johnny for his looks right because he, he fits the what was popular at the time the whole scene guy thing the hair the piercings yeah. brian was yeah. basically exploiting him um they would make little videos together before they started the channel mm-hmm. but um when they started my digital escape um 
they basically brought a, 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 other people on, like I mentioned earlier. The channel started to pick up. The channel started growing. Basically, every day, each one of them would post a video. So, like, maybe Johnny was on Mondays. One of the Alex's was on Tuesday. Stuff like that. They would need to be consistent to grow their channel. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, they brought on other members. Like, um, uh, like Jaden Whale. Um, I already mentioned Jordan Sweeney. Uh, they, they kicked on some other members due to them not being... Not keeping up with the schedule. Um... And there's a common theme in all of these videos, and it's that they're heavy, se- they're really sexualized. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go to the channel, there's a couple of videos up right now, and they'll make videos like, my sexual addiction, is my roommate addicted to porn, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's basically like, remember, these are like, most of them are like 15, 16 year olds, and Brian is the one making them do these sexual videos, right? Yeah. Like while like, you were reading this, I looked it up, and this guy was literally our age. Yeah, exactly. He was born in '97. Yeah. And Brian Starr was born in like '89. What are What are they talking about? Like, what do they have in common? Exactly. What do they have? In, what are they talking about? Because by the by that math, right? So let's say he was like 15. Mm-hmm. Brian must have been like 23. 23, 24. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. In some interviews that I watched, Johnny mentions that looking at it now, it's just weird. The whole situation was weird. Like, what was yeah, he doing with sure. a grown, grown man making all these videos, being obviously exploited? But he also mentions that um, that he's he doesn't hate Brian. I'll get into the stuff. I do. Well, yeah, we do. But he mentions that. Uh, slowly well my digital escape started and brian started to change like he started to grow his hair out and he started to become this whole different person his nasty ass hair yeah his <laughs> ramen noodle hair um <laughs> was he dying at blonde or was it, did his hair just look like that i think it just looked like that was it honestly. heat damage yeah it definitely started it, once there comes a certain point where it, it just becomes heat damage like you can tell because it won't it won't even move <laughs> but um Brian, he says that Brian just started to become a different person, his whole little scene persona, and he didn't like it. Like he was uncomfortable with the entire situation, but he, you yeah. know, he kept at it. What was he gonna do? He's a kid, right? Um, yeah. Okay, so um, moving forward in this timeline, they go. I think they went to Warp Tour, right? And this time is when the allegations against um, what's his name again? Against Austin Jones starting to come out. If you don't know, Austin Jones is like a pedophile. He he would make girls record videos of them twerking and stuff like that. Um, nasty ass. Yeah. Man. He, nasty like, motherfucker. He, he would like direct them. It was it's creepy. Like that actually, nasty bitch. You can find a lot of information about him. Don't online. look it up. Don't. You don't. There's nothing you need to see. Don't. Just know he's a pedophile and he's convicted. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like back then. I, it was it wasn't it was long ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Like for him to just want to be seen and emo all of mm-hmm. a sudden was like definitely way out of style by that time. Yeah, it it definitely was. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It really was. Like that's something for his yeah. teen teen years, like around the, the early two thousands. That's when the scenes the scene scene yeah, came I'd up. Like, yeah, I'd say like mid two thousands, like tw- two thousand seven, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. like that type of time. 
Oh, but I, I failed to mention that um uh, I think Brian just missed out on a lot of that stuff. So the one thing that Brian I, I watched a couple of my, my the my digital escape videos. And um the first How did that go? Awful. It was called um Five Reasons Why I Hated School and it was a video with Brian and Jaden Will. Um so Brian starts off by talking about how he was born in Japan because uh-huh. his parents were like missionaries. So they were, I guess they were stationed over there for a while doing yeah, colonizers. Crazy, yeah, doing colonizer stuff. So, um, so Brian talks about how when he was a kid in Japan, he was basically like idolized by his peers because he was white and blonde. But the second that he moved, <laughs> the second that his family moved to Texas, uh, he was getting roasted. Yeah, yeah, he was getting roasted. He was treating, he was treated differently. He was being bullied and stuff like that. Bullied Good. a lot. Some and, people need to be bullied. We need to bring back bullying. Yeah, I agree. People need shame. I agree. People don't have shame anymore. <laughs> okay. Go so, on. so basically, I think that's what affected him. Like, because Johnny mentions that Brian didn't really leave his apartment, and he re- didn't really have any friends at all. So he wasn't yeah. like socially adjusted at all, and obviously religion will do that to a lot of people. But I I feel That's like true. I feel like I mean Johnny in the interview Johnny mentioned that that might be why Brian sexualized everything he did like his questions and what he made them do because he was like repressed. Mm-hmm. But um, that makes sense. Yeah, because was he fucking? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> but He's um, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably still a virgin. You think? Yes, absolutely. You think? Yeah, probably. probably. Who would he have fucked? Yeah, I think he has a point. Yes. He might be a virgin. Probably an insult at this point. He's an insult. Yeah, involuntary <laughs> celibate. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cutting you off. This is just no. So it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so, um. During this Vans, I think it was Vans Warped Tour. I could be wrong, but they were basically having this vote. The whole the whole group and I guess the tour members and stuff were having a vote on where they should keep Austin Jones on the tour because the allegations came out at this point. Or if they, they should had keep to him vote. Out. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kevin Lyman used to do that shit. Yeah. He used to just have niggas vote people off the island. Yeah. Like. That's crazy. <laughs> like if like any other place would have been like, yo, this kid, yeah. this is what she's been doing. Bye, bye. <laughs> like he's just, hey, so all in favor, raise your hand. That's fucking crazy. I forgot. Yeah, it is crazy. I really forgot about that. Maybe we should have an episode on him. We need to have an episode and just work tour. And I'm get, mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna like talk to my manager about it. Yeah, like write please. down some questions because he'd definitely tell me. I could even ask him, can you get on this podcast with me for a second? Oh we my just God. Talk. He'd <laughs> definitely do it. <laughs> but yeah, they had to vote about um, Austin Jones. So at the time, they just thought he was just talking to them. But then it mm-hmm. came out about the video, so they, they just kicked him out. Um, what, and so here's... why does it matter if they're t- just, if he's just I don't. That's, a, that's, what I, that's what I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because I thought to them, it, I, I don't even know. I guess the culture at the time was okay. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not 100% sure, but at the time, it was like, oh, he's just talking to underage kids. But then what was He's most... just talking to them. Yeah, he's just talking to them. Like, oh, that's fine, right? Whatever. About what? <laughs> yeah! yeah. 
<laughs> oh, and we and when we found out, we found out. So they kicked him out when more details came out because he was ruining their yeah. image. But here mm-hmm. is where the downfall of Brian starts. Starts right the whole Alex mm-hmm. Jones thing. Austin Jones, sorry, Austin Jones, because Alex Jones is <laughs> another person. <laughs> My mind went elsewhere. Okay, so yeah. the whole Austin Jones thing was weird because Brian was sort of trying to keep the whole situation hush hush. Mm-hmm. He didn't want the details coming out because it would ruin his image, right? MDE. His 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 image. image. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. beautiful image. So Austin Jones was part of that, but um. I'm I'm hopping around, sorry. But after this tour, Brian um, kept exploiting these little kids. He forced them to join his talent company, making them sign this contract that Brian wrote himself. And in the contract, he would like basically take twenty percent of their income. Twenty um, percent. Yeah, twenty percent. The only person who didn't sign with Brian's uh, company was Jaden Whale. Um, but after a while, when they gained more popularity and those views started to come in, Brian decided that my digital escape should go on tour. Right. <laughs> Great idea. Excellent. Who's paying for those tickets? <laughs> right. Who's right. Gonna see that? <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to laugh. And like, like none of the members wanted to do it. Maybe one of them did. Because uh, a tour, yeah, a what tour. Year was Here, that? Here's it. Uh, God, I don't, I don't, I don't think I wrote it down. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, because I need to know what year this was. Because if he was still 2015, 80, December 2015, so he must have been, just been like 18. Yeah. yeah, he was probably like just 18. Um, John, mm-hmm. John Gilbert, yeah, he's probably mm-hmm. just 18. That's and, crazy. He, and here's the thing about it about the tour. He literally but, groomed him. Right? Right. Grooming isn't always sexual. He just kind of right? like groomed him into just being like a minion. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a minion. He's <laughs> control- like little controllers on their head. <laughs> so Brian the puppet master forced yes, all of the literally. members. All of the members to have like a part in the tour. Even though not all of them were like musically inclined, or they didn't have talents that they could present. A lot tour. of people on Warp Tour were not musically inclined. Okay, you know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. A lot You're of right. them did not have musical <laughs> talents. A lot of them didn't know how to play their instruments. Let's be real. None of the members wanted to be in the tour. He forced them. Not only did he force them on the tour, but he forced the members that didn't have a contract with him to sign a contract to go on tour. So that happened. So they had to stay. Yeah, on they had to stay on tour. Yeah. Um, Technically, you don't have to buy to a contract. Like, what are what is he gonna do? With but they're kids, that's, right? Yeah, that's Easy like adult. one of the things I learned yeah. as a, as an adult. Like, just because you sign a contract doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have to do it. Like, what's the consequences of you breaking a contract? Mm-hmm. Like a fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying the fine. So now what? You're gonna take me to jail? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's fucking crazy. So to summarize everything, after this, this concert, uh, my digital escape just like fell apart because the allegations like Alex Jones and the members started speaking out against Brian about how he mm-hmm. treated them like robots, forcing them to make videos they didn't want to make. It's just stopped being fun. Honestly, yeah. I don't think it was ever fun. But Brian Probably basically was just, never fun. Brian just like became the psycho 
taking their money, forcing them to kiss on camera, forcing two dudes forcing to kiss on camera. Forcing them to kiss on camera? Yeah, he forced, he forced Johnny and another guy to kiss on camera. Ew. Making them read fan fictions about themselves. It was all sexual. Like they, they even he played, probably um... wrote the fan fictions because he <laughs> was writing the fan fictions. He, he, he probably he um he even made like a little um what's it called strip twister episode. Like it was all sexual. They didn't like it. They didn't want to be a part Ew. of it. So they left. Um, after they shot their goodbye video, and and the members started speaking out more against Brian. Uh, Brian just. To make an apology video, and he titled it Com- "Coming Out," where he where he starts the video off by saying that that he's gay, <laughs> and, that, and that and that was his shield against all the accusations. <laughs> what? So he's like, okay, I couldn't have done this because I'm gay. Yeah, basically, like, I made these guys kiss because no one wanted to kiss me, and I'm no, because he, he, he <laughs> yeah, well, probably honestly, I don't know what he was thinking. But he so was the, he like he, attracted to Johnny? Honestly, I don't know. I have a feeling that he was, but he never tried to do anything sexual with Johnny. Johnny claims okay. that the one time that Brian was weird was when he was when Brian was drunk because Brian was a drinker, according to Johnny. He like I believe it. He like growled in his ear, and that was like the only weird thing. <laughs> <I ever did. laughs> and that he was growled. The only- yeah, he did like a little, uh, and that was the only thing that Johnny Johnny claims that's the only weird thing Brian did against him. But <laughs> okay, so Brian decided to use uh, being gay as a shield against all the accusations, but obviously that wasn't enough, and then he just disappeared off the face of the planet. But John still keeps in contact with Brian, right? Um, mm-hmm. According to him, he according to him after my digital escape. Um, fell apart. Um, and then he moved out of Brian's apartment. Brian moved into the same apartment as he did, the same apartment complex. Okay. As Johnny. So that a different apartment. Yeah. He but he was he was basically trying to sneak his way back in. <laughs> into, into That's Johnny's actually life. kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You live like a floor below me, and, and you're like, oh, I saw your mail. I it's just like, wanted to give this to you. Like, why is he being a stalker? Like, let your go. Your Amazon package came. I don't think you noticed <laughs> it. If I put it next to your door, I miss you. I made some pie. Do you want some? I love you. And Brian just knocking on his door. Like, hey, Johnny, I'm here. Like, he's like with his bags and luggage and stuff. With his Air Apostle shirt. Yeah. On. <laughs> you think he still has it? Does he still wear it? I I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope he has, like, framed on his wall, and when he's drinking, when he's, like, on his, like, tenth shot, he looks up at it and he starts crying, <laughs> just thinking about, like, things could have been if he was What do you think he drinks? Drink. I think he drinks, like, Marinoff Isis. Yeah, like, probably. Little wine coolers. <laughs> I don't think he, like, drinks hard liquor. I think he just probably drinks, like, you know, like, little mm-hmm. sweet drinks. hmm I agree. I mean, he is gay, so it fits, right? <laughs> Yeah, because he's gay. Happy Pride Month, by the way. <laughs> like, so... people are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. So, I don't know. Is there anything else to it? Do you know where he yeah. is now? Well, well, after that, he tried to, to make My Digital Escape 2.0 with new members, but it didn't oh, work no. out. And after when that, he, he disappeared. Right, again. Okay. Again. <laughs> But I, we don't know where he is, right? He just... He's gone. He's gone. Forever, hopefully. 
Maybe he's like a crypto bro right now, right? <laughs> yeah, so maybe he is a crypto bro. <laughs> I don't know. But I I don't know. Like I think the whole shit was weird. Mm-hmm. I think that whole shit that Brian did was weird, like from beginning to end and now he's like in his mid thirties now, right? So Oh like, god, you're right. Yeah, you thought he was gonna be a child forever, like Peter Pan. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's but can, like... can we talk about the hair? <laughs> I like there's a video on the Majorski channel where one of the members is like cutting cutting quote unquote cutting his hair. But when she touches it's like uh, it's just it falls like, off. It like crumbles into dust. Uh, it looks like it's cr- it looks like it's so dry and damaged. And he looks so bad. <laughs> like he just looks awful. Like the appeal of Brian Stars. <laughs> like to me, the appeal of Brian Stars is like that he's a normie, right? He he's doesn't have tattoos. Appeal. So would you fuck Brian Stars? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Um, his appeal in like his charisma, I guess. Well, not charisma. He doesn't have any. I mean, I'm. I looked up a picture of him just to see like what's going on. But I feel like, like we liked Brian because he stood out because he was normal. When he was surrounded with by he was not normal. He was well, not normal. normal. He was just compared. this fucking nerd who was falling <laughs> around these bands. Yeah, and that was the appeal, don't you think? They they would bully him and make fun of him, and he would just take it. <laughs> oh, I just completely <laughs> forgot how he made a music video called "Shut Up and Kiss Me." Yes. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> his music. His music. Oh, dude, listen to it right now. Listen to it. Do right you want now. me to play it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, hold on. I'm, gonna go to, I'm gonna go to YouTube and I'm gonna play. Sh- one there's of his there's songs. Shut Up and Kiss Me, and there's another one, but Shut Up and Kiss Me is like the worst one. Okay, I will play Shut Up and Kiss Me for the class. Okay, here we go, starting. <laughs> yeah, I already don't want this. <laughs> so bad it's so generic it's so bad he, he has like two the girl teeth. didn't even kiss him right i mean he would okay i i actually can't get through more than that i i actually can't listen to this it's really <laughs> bad i don't like he was really trying to be this this star brian stars yeah of course and like the whole 180 deal, like you're not, you're a grown man. Stop trying to be a scene kid. Stop hanging around these children. Why are you making cringy music? It's like it's like a midlife crisis, right? I I don't know what he's going through, but I don't think it's a midlife crisis. I think there's just something like actually wrong with him. Like probably he's fighting demons, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I hope and, and I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with him being gay either. No, definitely not. No. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's going and seeing all these hot band mm-hmm. guys, all these rock stars, and he's like, uh, "If he did porn, I'd watch it." <laughs> <laughs> but to let me know what's Google. 
Next time I'm in Pornhub, I'm putting that in. I'm putting that in the search bar, and we keep refreshing until I see you. But I can see how like that could be so uncomfortable as like an artist. Mm-hmm. And like, let's be real; they weren't real artists. No, I, it sounds like rough, but like it's it's harsh. But like, they weren't real artists. You know, they were mm-hmm. band guys. They got in a band together when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, as they did it, they learned how to play their instruments, and they got a little bit better, like, yeah. gradually. Most bands that were on Warped Tour back then are not the other anymore. For any more yeah. reason, some of them, some of it was because they were fucking children. Mm-hmm. Other was just, like, they just broke up. Like, they just fall apart because it's, mm-hmm. like, okay, dude, I'm, like, 20, I'm, like, 23. I'm seeing everybody I know that I grew up with, like, graduate college mm-hmm. and they're having real jobs. And I'm living out of van with five <laughs> men smelling like shit, not bathing. Because, you know, I always wondered, like, when they're not touring, where do they go? Because I know they don't, like, have a house. And it's just, like, how are you paying your light bill? How are you paying your rent? Like, this, I know. this I is know. before, like, ba- mm-hmm. like, online banking, you know? Yeah. So were they they were they like mailing texts to their landlords? Were they just living with their parents? Were Probably. They just like, you know what I mean? I was yeah. wondering that too, because it's like they none of them were rich. Like they were like rich now, mm-hmm. and rich is like an overstatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like you know, they have money now; they can like live. But back then, like I was wondering, like what are you doing when you're not? There? You know what this, this you reminds know? me? Like when you're a kid and you wonder where your teachers go after class. Like when school is closed, they just yeah, literally. <laughs> they just sleep underneath the desk and eat the apples. Students give them. But yeah, no, that's a good question. It's yeah, like you know, I can see how that like actually makes people fall apart. Because on top of that, like they're all signing to these like vulture record labels. Yeah, and I want to do. I want to do an episode on like record labels in general. Yeah, definitely. Because. I could labels like literally eat, chew people up and spit them out. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these artists, they'll like be gone by like their third album because they sign a contract, mm-hmm. they put out this much, and then they're like, if they don't sell enough or if they don't do what they need to do, they're like literally pushed out. And that's why a lot mm-hmm. of these um, bands or like um, artists like are either independent now or they stuck with like one record label that yeah. has them over. But like. A lot of these people were, like, not independent, and, like, that was the only way they could eat, because, like, these these record labels would, like, advance them some money so that they can, like, do shit, but, like, yeah. they weren't living great lifestyles to begin with, and they had to, like, produce certain content, they had to wear their mm-hmm. hair a certain way, they had to whitewash mm-hmm. themselves, and that happens with, like, that's also, like, the things that happened in the scene that made it seem like it was white people music, yes. but, like, a lot yes. of these people, like, I saw Jack's post, Jack Barrett's post, um, recently, and I sent it to you because it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into Jack one day. Like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him anymore. <laughs> the like, I don't know. I still follow him on Instagram, but the point is, like, like I saw him, and he's like tan as fuck. He looks Arab. yes, like he does not look white passy. Like you would look at him and be like, he's he's like Lebanese or like Arab uh-huh. or something. He doesn't look white passing, but like they whitewash the fuck out of him. Yeah. But like I have friends who look like him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy that like 
even like with um pierce the veil like they were whitewashed so bad mm-hmm. yeah and, like, that was bad you know like when i when i went to the concert they played this like mexican song mm-hmm. like the entire crowd knew all the words to it so it's just like they didn't need to whitewash themselves because their fan base didn't need to like weren't white mm-hmm. and it was so many people that like felt like they had to whitewash themselves to fit in and they had mm-hmm. to straighten their hair and they had to do all these things because that's what these band members are doing but it's just like it's just not like that anymore like they don't have to do that and I think that's like although like we hate social media and mm-hmm. it sucks and it's like whatever but like it gives people the chance to like have their own voice and like promote themselves and like be who they are without yeah. this like record label being like you can be who you are but we're gonna push you mm-hmm. into doing this album you're making this music you're gonna work with this artist this artist is gonna write this song for you and you're gonna sing it because it's gonna get on the record labels like all these bands they tried and tried and tried and tried to get onto these like onto the radio and they never mm-hmm. made it mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like 2020 when all time low on the radio and they were like mm-hmm. that's when we gave that's when we started giving up like we mm-hmm. just made whatever we wanted to and that's when you get big that's yeah. when these bands started getting big because they just started making whatever the fuck they wanted to like here's Seville, when i saw them thick was like we never thought we'd get on the radio mm-hmm. but like emergency contact is on the radio now. Mm-hmm. because they started just making what they wanted to make yeah. before they couldn't do that so i think it's like really cool that like now these people can like promote themselves and like do what they want now you know what i mean and i think yeah. it's so fucking cool he's like bef- like 10 years ago that shit could have never happened like 10 years ago you think pierce the could have gone on war warped her stage mm. and like blasted a mexican song nope do you think they could have done that shit no <laughs> absolutely not so i think it's like so cool that like these people can like be who they are unapologetically now because nobody is there to like tell them to shut up or like Mm -hmm. be whiter or not do this or not say this like sometimes i like daydream and i'm like what would i want if i was a band like if i started a band i would have like been i would have stayed dirt poor i wouldn't have signed to a lab i wouldn't have signed to a label same i was like I would have been in like the scene like for long enough that I would find somebody who could like hook me up with mm-hmm. studio time and I'd like I'd make every cent I'd own my rights to so many things because mm-hmm. there's like so many artists like aside of the like aside of band culture that were like that didn't own their shit like for example Taylor Swift is like re-recording all her shit yeah I'm not I'm not really a Taylor Swift fan but like she's re-recording all of her shit because she didn't ever have the rights to it she never got mm-hmm. this she never got a cent from it like jojo had to rewrite how to rewrite a bunch of shit like mm-hmm. there were other artists i they're like slipping my mind now but like they didn't get the chance to do that and because they had no voice because they had no social media they had to go to these mm-hmm. interviews and do everything they were told to do so i think it's just cool now that people can be who they are and like openly say what they want and they don't have to like they don't have to whitewash themselves. They don't have to do their hair a certain way. They, they can literally just be who they be are. Themselves. Yeah. Be themselves. Be themselves. Like, I remember, total side note, Skylar Accord from Issues, mm-hmm. he said that one time I worked her, like, I guess his hair was looking crunchy, mm-hmm. and a black girl went to him and gave him some, like, natural hair product <laughs> and was like, please. <laughs> he was like, please put some oil in your hair, child. Like, please and then he started his hair looks good now but before Mm -hmm. it was looking a little crunchy you know so i think it's just like great that like now there's like a push for like non-white people to like 
be who they are and like you could be alternative you could do whatever mm-hmm. you want now like I think there's that's what's so cool I don't know I, I think I'm, it's, like, it's just like it. I think it's just like the cultural change right we don't have to we don't mm-hmm. have to fit into what boy people want us to fit into we can be yeah. ourselves we can expand yeah. that's what's happening right with Pierce the Veil with those bands bands and mm-hmm. not just bands but artists as well we're yeah. seeing more people of color being pushed into the spotlight blah blah yeah, it's just sure. part of the culture things are changing for the better there's more representation yeah. out there yeah it's... for sure and i think it's just great i i love i love every second of it i really mm-hmm. do like i just love people just coming out and being themselves and mm-hmm. it's just that's what the whole premise of this whole thing was i'm gonna be myself i don't want to fit into this box fuck society fuck this I'm rebelling. That's the whole point of the culture. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of what this whole thing was and how it started. But it only applies to white people. Yeah. You know? And now it applies to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like me being a culture, like that Eva, Edith, that bitch scares me, but I love her. <laughs> like, I'm terrified of the bitch. But I know, like, back in the day, they would have been like, put some perm here, hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would have, like, they were like, don't shave your eyebrows okay mm-hmm. and put some perm in your hair and maybe then you could dye it pink i don't know mm-hmm. but now people can be like i want to be myself and i want to do my hair the way i want to do my hair i want to do my makeup the way i want to do my makeup and i just want to be me and i think people can be themselves now which is great and we don't need people like fucking brian stars mm-hmm. to promote them and people can just fucking promote themselves and i love that i love it um, I was gonna say that Pete Wentz was a uh, victim of this type of. Mindset, Pete Wentz is right? Jamaican, and I've been telling everybody yeah. he's my cousin until he <laughs> until he issues me a season desist letter. Then I will tell everybody that Pete Wentz is my cousin. We're cousins. <laughs> he's Jamaican. Yeah, Pete Wentz didn't really help though. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't, no. I will, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> We could get into talking about Pete once too. We could do an interview. We could do like a, a talk on that too. We have so many people we want to talk about. We have so many things we want to do. Have you? I just looked him up. Have you seen him recently? What's with this hair? What's going on here? <laughs> What's happening? Like, it's like receding. He looks like one of those like. Is that a wig? What is that? I followed him on Instagram. I know exactly what you're talking about. What's going on? No. <laughs> What is Dude, that? I don't know. I always wondered, like, if Pete once like relaxed his hair. He he, he definitely to, right? did. Yeah, he had to. Because there's like pictures of him, like from like way back in the day, and he had like locks. Yeah, he had to relax his hair. He definitely relaxed his hair, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Have you ever seen a picture of his mother? His mom is black. Uh huh. And he looks like his mom actually. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, he looks like his mom. <laughs> and I was like, damn, the scene really got to you, mm-hmm. babes. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just always wondered, like, what goes on behind the scenes? Because I know these fucking band members are like, they went through it. Mm-hmm. And if we got the chance, if I got the chance, I would probably want to interview Jack. But Jack is not doing no interviews anymore. <laughs> 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 He's not going to. Because. I think also, like, he just gets quiet. Yeah. Like, I've noticed, like, any time, like, somebody said some shit about him, 
and like Alex jumps to his defense and he'll be like, no, that's not the, that's not what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he'll, he'll get into it. But like anytime, like he'll just get quiet. Like whenever it's serious or whenever there's something going on, he never responds to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure if like I, if for example, we got into this and I was like, this is what happened. How do you feel about it? It'd be like crickets. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the these are like the minds of the people I want to get into. Like I want to get into the minds of like people of color who were in that. Like I'd, I'd be like, Jack, did anyone ever call you a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, do people know where Lebanon is? Right. <laughs> like I just I just have to know. Or was like. I mean, Keanu Reeves is Lebanese, but he's he looks white. Yeah, he's white passing. He's white. There's mm-hmm. there's like white people who are like I don't know, but like when you look at his siblings and his parents, mm-hmm. he, they're not white passing. Mm-hmm. They look Arab. So I don't know, but yeah, this is I this turned into a rant about my hate for the for the for the um music scene and the record mm-hmm. labels, but. Other than that, I think I'm out of things to say for today. Do you so have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, I think we are going to have a lot of fun with this. I don't know what we're going to do next. And I mean, eventually we'll start getting into a more um, regular you... schedule. Yeah, yeah. For, for, our, um, for our podcast, maybe like once a week, once every two mm-hmm. weeks, eventually. Um, and I got an email saying that we hit 10 listeners. Woo! We got 10 listeners. Thank yeah. y'all. It's only a matter of time before we get some sponsorships and maybe they'll, maybe I could get flown out to Texas. <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know if you want to go to Boston. It's oh, I would love to. You want to go to Boston? Yeah. Okay, you can go to Boston. Houston might be actually too hot for me. I hate it. It will. Oh my God, it's like 115 outside. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you can come to Boston. It's like 70 degrees today. Lucky. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to Our Lawyers Made Us Change the Name. Our lawyer. Lawyer made us change the name of this podcast so that we wouldn't get sued. Yeah, I'm Tyra. That's Shay. Shay. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.